find the man to be stupid, totally devoid of intelligence, uh, an animal. If you want to take a shot at me for saying it, you Ozzy Osbourne lovers, that's your problem. I think that if Black Sabbath had just gone away and died, Ozzy wouldn't nearly be uh, enjoying the success he has now. And he sure as hell wouldn't be selling as much back catalog as all, all of them are getting. And I'm sure as hell not. I'm do doing Ozzy's job twice. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Podcast. Let's discuss Black Sabbath video years. What you are about to hear is deeply disturbing. me there was always only one Black Sabbath and that's Bill Ward, Tony Army, Giza Butler and Ozzy Osbourne. I've never listened to a Black Sabbath album since because it's not Black Sabbath because it doesn't sound like Black Sabbath to me. So this should be a fun one. If you listen to podcasts you know I'm a huge Sabbath fan and for the record if I had to rank the various versions I only really count Ozzy and Dio's. And yet they're quite different, and try to imagine Ozzy singing any of that. Even with his own melodies and other lyrics, it's just not something anyone would consider seriously. If there isn't light when no one sees, then how can I know what you might believe? A story told that can't be real Somehow must reflect the truth we feel Fade away, fade away Vanish into small 
Ozzy sang simple but effective melodies, and they're often really just mimicking Tony Iommi's guitar riffs. But Dio is a whole different kind of singer altogether. He was raised on opera and classical music. His voice is much more like an instrument, and his melodies and lyrics were in a whole different level. tenor singing voice and this deep resonant speaking voice. And as he took over as the new vocalist in Black Sabbath, all hell broke loose. It was messy, shameful, hypocritical, silly, cringy, and pretty fucking entertaining. Now the counter to that was that Ozzy was having success, of course, as a solo artist on the Diary of a Madman tour. Ozzy hung a midget named Ronnie. He clearly was doing it as a shot at Ronnie, who was, everybody knows, a notoriously small, short man. Ozzy had no idea how unfashionable it is to punch down. Seriously, the shit that Dio had to deal with would make your head explode if you were in his boots and codpiece. Ozzy and Sharon would and will never, ever take the high road. And when Dio said something unkind, it was usually after being wound up by some infantile nonsense about his size. See, Dio was a little guy, five foot four, which is still two inches taller than Prince. And like Prince, he was driven to succeed since he was a kid. He was born Reginald James Padovana in 1942. He comes from an Italian heritage, and he says that he came up with the internationally known devil's horn symbol from seeing his grandmother use it. She warded off evil, ironically. You have to throw these horns every once in a while, or you'll become an impotent bag of lameness. So Ronnie started his career early, jumping headfirst into the entertainment world. He'd been playing the trumpet since he was the age of five. When he got to high school, he started the first of many bands that would eventually lead him to legendary status. He cut his teeth in groups like the Vegas Kings, Ronnie and the Ramblers, Ronnie and the Red Caps, Ronnie Dio and the Prophets. Yes, it's gonna be. Yes, I promise you. Can be no other way. Let me tell you, darling, this year is gonna be our year. One year we'll never forget this year. We're gonna get close. And in 1967, 
Ronnie Dio and the Prophets transformed into a new band called the Electric Elves. They eventually shortened their name to Elf and released an album in 1972. Pretty interesting records. In 1975, Richie Blackmore grabbed him and the band and basically chose them to be Rainbow.
dropped each band member until he just had Ronnie. It may seem as though I'm very bitter to, about Richie. I'm not bitter about Richie mm-hmm. at all. He gave me my great opportunity. I mean, I'm not going to give him all the credit because I'm good at what I do. Mm-hmm. I learned that when you come out of the show, you don't spit at your fans. You don't, you don't not sign autographs for them because Richie's a very difficult person. He doesn't care about people. So the album Richie Blackmore's Rainbow was my first introduction to Ronnie Dio, and I've always loved that record. Dio eventually recorded two more studio albums with Richie, called Rising and Long Live Rock and Roll. And there are two live archival albums which came out not that long ago. But Ronnie quit because Blackmore wanted to be more commercial. He told him that he wanted him to sing love songs. He wanted him to write about things other than the Dungeons and Dragons lyrics that Dio had been come to be known for. And that was his thing. He had these medieval themed lyrics and now Richie's telling him to drop all that. I didn't want to make the kind of music he wanted to make. He wanted to be a pop star, and I don't write that way. And he wanted songs about love affairs. You know, there you go, Richie. Have another love affair, man. None of your marriages worked out.
Meanwhile, back in Black Sabbath, in 1977, Ozzy gets fired. In 1978, Dave Walker comes in, whom I think I've talked about in the other show. 1979, Ozzy is fired again. And oddly, Dio is suggested by Sharon. Sharon not yet being Ozzy's manager or wife. So when Dio met Tony, on the first day, they wrote the song Children of the Sea. And that still may be the best song they've written. It had to come to that, you know. It had to come to either what are we going to do, break up or replace Ozzy, you know. I don't even remember recording Heaven and Hell. Uh, I was blacked out the entire time. In fact, when I listen to Heaven and Hell, I don't remember some of the tracks. I don't remember recording some of the tracks. I have no recollection that we did that.
Tony claims he has a tape featuring Ozzy singing an early version of what would become Children of the Sea with a different lyric and a totally different vocal melody. I would love to hear that just for comparison, but I've been unable to locate it. If somebody out there has it, shoot me an email. But like I said before, Ozzy would just sing the melody of the riff, but Dio would add to it, cut across it, compliment it, beef it up. In 1980, Heaven and Hell comes out. So that was produced by Martin Birch, who did a fantastic job. He had also worked with Judas Priest and Rainbow and did a string of albums with Iron Maiden. So the band was the core Sabbath musicians. Tony Iommi, Geezer Butler, Bill Ward. But eventually Bill Ward would leave too, and he would be replaced by Vinnie Appice. Apparently during the tour, Bill Ward just fell to pieces. But there's some really beautiful tracks on this record. After an exhaustive tour, the band came together in the studio, this time with Vinny, to record Mob Rules. And Mob Rules is a pretty nice companion piece to Heaven and Hell. They both are similar in a lot of ways. I don't think Mob Rules is as good, but has some fantastic songs on it. Some of my favorite songs. Sabbath tends to fuck up a good thing, and in 1983, they put out the live album, 
Live Evil, and apparently were fighting over the mix, and Dio and Vinny left after the Black and Blue tour. No matter what anyone tells you, no matter what lies Tony Iommi or Geezer Butler have made up for themselves now, and you blew best band there ever could have been on the face of the earth, you stupid assholes. There's a big black shape looking up at me, oh. He said, I'm aware you ought to be. He said, come with me and I'll give you desire. But first, you got to burn, 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 burn in fire. Speak of the Devil by Ozzy Osbourne came out very close together by design as the band and Ozzy were battling over the name and over ego and bullshit. Generals gathered in their masses Just like witches at black masses Evil minds and blood destruction Sorcerers of Desconstruction In the fields the bodies burning As the war machine keeps turning Death and hatred to mankind Poisoning their brainwashed minds so Ozzy Speak of the Devil album is also great, but it really does sound modern, or at least it did back then sound a lot more modern to Live Evil, who was doing all that Eddie Van Halen two-handed tapping shit. I'm going to do a separate show on Ozzy Osbourne, so I'm not going to get into the fact that he put out Speak of the Devil right about the same time, and Speak of the Devil only has Sabbath songs, a handful of which were not played that often, so that was kind of cool. But you had two live double albums by Black Sabbath entities, neither one of them purely Sabbath. And I love both of them. The two entities running at the same time was great for me. It just meant I had to buy more records. But it didn't matter anyway, because now Dio is out.
string of singers start coming through for many years, the first of which was Ian Gillian. So you had Ozzy, Dio, Gillian. And I don't think Born Again, the Gillian Sabbath album, is all that bad. It just really, it didn't need to happen. And if you cut out everything that Sabbath did from that point until 1992, it wouldn't hurt their catalog one bit. You wouldn't miss a single song of any real value. Dio rejoined, and they did the Dehumanizer album with its bizarre-ass album cover, and a tour. Now, that album is produced by Mac, who's the same guy who produced a couple of the Queen records during their transition from gods to mere humans. But it's a really heavy, brutal album, damn near industrial in the way it's produced, and I think highly underrated record. Thank you. 
then Black Sabbath was given the quote-unquote opportunity to open up for Ozzy's farewell show, which of course was not a farewell show at all. And at the end of the show, Ozzy's, the original core band was supposed to get back and play a few songs, and that was supposed to wrap up Ozzy's career. In fact, as Dio points out, it seemed like the whole thing was a sham. We were offered to be the opening act for Ozzy and his last, what were supposed to be his farewell shows. He was never going to tour again. He was never going to play again. I had stopped being in my own band in Dio. We all gave things up to do what we thought was very important, which was to make another Black Sabbath album with those people. They felt that it was more important to make whatever money there was offered for Ozzy to be the opening act for him. Uh, I totally disagree. All the tours we had done since we did Dehumanizer were done with us and opening acts, and that's the way it should have been to me. So I refused to do it. They, in turn, went out and incorporated Rob Helford's uh, voice to do those last two shows. So it was them and somebody else that came in. That showed me how important they must have cared, you know, thought I was as a person. I did not want to be part of the circus that was going to happen that night. And that circus was for them to not only be the act that went on before Ozzy, and then after Ozzy, for them to get together again with Bill Ward and Tony and Geezer and, uh, and Ozzy, which is what they did. And then they announced that they were going to have a reunion. And then not too long after that, Ozzy decided, no, I don't want to do this. So let's face it, it all comes down to the fact that someone wanted to break this band up, and they did a very good job of it. Thank you, thank you so much. Well, this is a song uh, written a few years back, still holds up today, because it tells you what shape the world is in. The world's a piece of shit, and this will tell you all about it. Anyone with a brain knew there was no way in hell Ronnie Dio was going to open for Ozzy Osbourne, much less anyone else, but Ozzy in particular, because Ozzy had been such a cunt to him. I feel um, kind of persecuted by everybody because I'm not a bad guy. I'm, I'm, it, my intentions are not to harm anyone. In fact, it's, it's directly the opposite. So in between all these things, Dio would go back to his solo band called Dio, and he ended up putting out 10 studio albums. I'm going to leave it for real fans to debate the qualities of those records, but none of them grabbed me all that much. Maybe the first one. Yeah. 
And then 2006, there was a box set called Black Sabbath, The Dio Years, which is awesome. It really does trim the fat. And it was a big success. Apparently, it sold very well. I know I got a copy. to another sort of reunion of the Dio era Sabbath, only this time for legal reasons, and they decided to call the band Heaven and Hell instead of Black Sabbath again. I think it has something to do with that fact of Sabbath getting back together for a little while and touring, and Ozzy demanding that the name no longer be used for anything outside of Ozzy as a singer. Being around for more than two decades doesn't really make you a newcomer, but that's how long it took Heaven and Hell to finally record their debut album. The bands of course released tracks before, but under a different name, Black Sabbath. And after last year's successful world tour, the group decided it was time to get back into the studio. So they became Heaven and Hell and put out one album, pretty good. Pretty solid record. And did a tour, a few DVDs of which I own and I saw, and just fantastic. I really liked it. And the cool thing about them being called Heaven and Hell versus Sabbath is they didn't have to play Iron Man or Paranoid or any of these other songs. They could just really stick to what that band is supposed to be in the first place. Sadly, that's the end for Ronnie James Dio. His last performance was with Heaven and Hell on August 29th, 2009 in Atlantic City, New Jersey. He has never been on the cover of Rolling Stone. His albums were given one star by people at Rolling Stone. He has not been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, despite Black Sabbath being inducted. And he's never been given any real respect outside of the community of metal fans who adores the guy 
But it's my understanding that Banger Films, who does a great job with music documentaries, is looking at doing something about his life. And in 2017, in Bulgaria, there was a statue unveiled of him. Sadly, he is on the cusp of a new trend going on right now, which is where a band goes out, plays the songs behind a hologram of the singer, in this case Dio, and it looks like a joke. I can't imagine anybody signed off on this. I can't imagine it's even making that much money. But rest in peace, Ronnie. been produced by Donnie Shattuck.